Hey, this is John Reap from the Country-ish Podcast on the All Things Comedy Network. No sports? No problem. My bookie offers the latest and most popular sport game titles and state-of-the-art software. No need to leave the comfort of your home. It's all at your fingertips. Featuring a truly flawless live casino, complete with professional dealers, as well as a large selection of classic and progressive slots games, plus the greatest selection of video poker variants. They really do offer something for everyone. Take advantage of their daily promotions for the casino, which includes bonuses, cash backs, raffles, free chips, and free spins for you to increase your chances of winning every single day. Also, you can put your skills to the test in their latest free blackjack and slots tournaments, which includes a free 10K prize pool blackjack tournament. Stuck at home? Don't even sweat it. They got you covered. Join now and start winning big today. Sick and tired of getting the runaround when you ask for a payout? My bookie pays fast when you win. With decades of experience, great customer service, and hassle-free transactions, why would you bet anywhere else? Visit mybookie.ag and use the promo code ATCCASINO for a 150% bonus on your first deposit. Bet with the biggest, win with the best, only at my bookie. Progressive presents Get Pumped, inspiration to help you do insurance stuff. Okay, time out. You're going to let your budget be the boss of you? Take control with Progressive's Name Your Price tool. Tell us what you want to pay for car insurance, and we'll help you find options that fit your budget. Here's some music to get you pumped. I hear your budget laughing at you. Oh, wait, that's just those kids laughing at me. Ignore them! Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Don't try to run, don't try to hide. You steal your car without thinking twice. Stop the party, hide your shit. Fairly business. What's up, fool? We're starting here early because Rodrigo's not here. He's stuck in traffic again. You know, man, he's in an exterminating job, so he probably had to, he was stuck in Inglewood or Linwood or somewhere on the 710 freeway. You know, he had to kill those roaches at people's houses and the roaches inside his truck, the one he smokes when he falls asleep. There he is! Hey. What's up, fool? All the way from... Southgate. What's up, fool? Southgate. You were stuck in Southgate? Bro, how come he made it before you then? He was talking. He came from Southgate. <laughs> I came from Boyle Heights, so I had a head start. What's up, fool? Okay, man, let's introduce everybody. We have Rodrigo Torres right here with the Yemens. Yeah, yeah, man. We're right. cracking, everybody. And we also have a, another guest. He's from the um, Living the Dream podcast. He was our, our guest here when we snuck into Dodger Stadium and we illegally did our podcast from the... But from the Red Reserve, I call it the Red Reserve because when I was a kid, there were red seats, and I don't understand why people sat so high. There was kids, there was gloves. They didn't catch nothing but a code. All right, <laughs> that's Beto Duran from Duran Sports. What's up? Fool? What's up, man? Thank you very much. And be, after that podcast, you inspired me to start my own, and now I'm 
here with you. I can't believe I get to see Rodrigo. We also do other stuff than podcast. We do weed, bro. We do podcast. Hell yeah. I saw the shop. I saw the shop. So where are you from, man? Carson. Carson. All right, There's a lot of traffic. I still beat Rodrigo. All right, man. So what's up, fool? We also have, we're going to get to him right now. But we have a lot of announcements. We have Mellow Man Ace. Hey, check this out, baby. Stop being a mentirosa. Still in here. Man. I messed that up on Instagram, bro. <laughs> That's no, the new word, at la casa. You know I can't rhyme? I can't find the right words to rhyme with. I've never been a rapper. Because Felipe, you know, too many syllables. Kid MC. Yo, yeah, Kid MC, what's up? <laughs> I got a locker full of rhymes. And I know them well. <laughs> don't forget that combo, dog. And this, that was good. That's wrong with Gordas because they like to show intel. <laughs> old school. Old, old school, style. bro. What's up, fool? We have a couple of shout-outs. Monica and Louis Huerta, their brother and sister. He's in the Army veteran, and she's in the Navy. We got two Latino soldiers out there shooting people. <laughs> they're big fans, and they're both listening to the podcast every week from their little bunker, wherever they're at, man, Hell looking yeah. for insurgents. And they <laughs> told me it helps them feel they're connected because they both listen to it. Also, don't forget. Go to FelipeWorld.com where you, where you want to shop for something for on Amazon. You know, we don't own Amazon, but you know what? We're like the middleman for Amazon now. You go to our webpage through Amazon, we get three cents. <laughs> Just finish all the episodes of the shop, bro. You were yeah, there, man. bro. Looking like a big-ass Mormon. What you do? Eat your fucking test <laughs> meat? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We're sitting here next to sexy bodies. Can't look big. You're the first Mormon I know, bro. Do they go to houses that are uphill? Just finish all the shop, man. Birdman was there. Even though Birdman gave away his punchline weeks ago. Weeks ago. Weeks ago. This guy had had one line. Hey, man, I got a rendering here for for Felipe. But he's been hashtagging his name rendering. That's why we can't have too many people. The dude from San Jose? Yeah. (laughs) The Cholo from San Jose. He's 50-something this week, man. No, December 3rd. 50 something man. Half a century. And actually, 30 years living with his mom. I <laughs> <laughs> never moved It's out. not his fault, bro. He was locked up in prison, man, and he came out and his mom was still alive. So, you know what? He, he He's going to keep that rent low, bro. They pay like $300 control. for four bedrooms. Jeez. Rendering. The rendering. <laughs> rendering. Also, man, check it out. Check out all our seven episodes of the shop on youtube.com, ATC. And find a Felipe Esparza playlist there or search on YouTube for Felipe, the shop, to find all the episodes. Comment on them. Comment on them. Comment on them. <laughs> if you don't like it. If you hate it, just say something, man. Or if they want to send you product, right? Oh, yeah, man. Or these idiots, bro. They want to send us pounds of weed. Like It's just a show, bro. You understand we did it on green screen? <laughs> <laughs> that was all green screen? Hell yeah. yeah. That looked legit. I look yeah, legit. Man. You know, good. man. Sometimes, man, you know, you gotta take money out of your wallet to get things right, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Either that or Robert Redford, dog. So what's up, fool, man? What's Rude. up, fool? I got something for your ass, bro. What happened, dog? When I was doing a show in Fort Lauderdale, there's a guy there with a worser laugh than yours. Worser, worser. Just coined the term. Worser. Let's go to a clip. <laughs> There he goes. This guy. Stop tickling on me. <laughs> That's a person? Yes. I thought someone was coming. Eh? 
<laughs> She's a squirter. He's a squirter. You don't stop, bro. Fuck it. Está enfermo, güey. Wow. Coño, ¿qué está pasando? Sorry, bro, I kill him in Fort Lauderdale. <laughs> <laughs> so why do? You don't stop. <laughs> All the way back to Kansas. No, that's not real. <laughs> Why? Well, you know, I, I, I keep going. <laughs> this fool was like, and it's sad because you know, the more I kept doing it, a lot of times, like he didn't do that laugh no more. I thought, man, I must be sucking now. <laughs> <laughs> that laugh became the fucking laugh meter, bro. <laughs> Was he close to you? He was like far, bro, like two rows down. He was wow. there with this lady, with his old, his wife, and then like they were laughing at his stupid laugh, bro. They were laughing at his laugh. Yeah, that sucks. And then that kind of laugh should just sit outside, bro, like in a loony bin somewhere, bro. <laughs> now I'm trying up. to listen to his laugh. Oh, it'll come out. <laughs> it'll come out, bro. So what's up, fool? Enough of that, bro. What's up, Rodrigo? Look at you gaining weight, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Come on, fool. I'm more of the heft tones, eh? <laughs> nah, I'm just kidding. I'm just bragging, bro, because I'm down to 270. Don't be lying, dog. It's that why, right? 270, bro. Just drinking it on pool water. Yeah, swimming with those Armenians. <laughs> hey, now, now that you're rich, what are you doing? You're doing the staples? The staple stomach stapling shit? I wish, bro. I ain't that big, right, bro. <laughs> I w you, you could do that? Yeah, yeah man. No, you're, you're Remember Big Boy from Power? Oh, yeah. Power 106? You're not big he enough. did it when he was over there. That fool took out a whole body and a career. <laughs> <laughs> Al Roker from Channel 4. Al Roker, another yeah. one, huh? Nah, bro, man. You're I'm not from big. the hood, bro. The only time we get our, our stomach stapled, we get shot with a shotgun. Eternal <laughs> 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 bleeding, dog. You ever see the food like gangland? They shot me here, they shot me here, they shot me there. Then you go to like another channel like A&E. What happened? Well, I graduated from Harvard here. And I here. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, fool? We have our guest, Mellow Mayonnaise. What's up, fool? Orale. What's up, Romance Doggy, just chilling, tranqui chilling. I really want to ask you, guess if it died. And please, por favor, tell me la verdad, because I really need to know, yeah, necesito entender, if you're gonna be a player, or be my mujer, because right now you're just a liar, a straight mentirosa. Today you tell me something, y mañana otra cosa. With the homie, I haven't seen you since, uh, Probably uh, your days over there at the Improv, yes. you know, coming up on the come up. And I'd go check you out and, and go hang out with you and uh, Kid from Kid and Play, yes. Tango and all those guys, man. And we did that show over there in West Covina. That's right. I don't even know that that place was, but I know it was crazy, bro. <laughs> Margarita Jones? No. That was a spot. Like a, like, like a cowboy stallion <laughs> place. Cowboy stallion in West Covina. You're a nut, man. I'm so hey. Anyways. At that, it was a wild, wild girls or wild horse. Yeah, the sixty. Yeah. Yes, crazy, crazy horse. horse, crazy, crazy horse. horse. Yeah, used to be at nationals right by there. Well, that place, dog. We just did the comedy show, and um, Melo Manes was gonna was gonna be there at the after the show to do his thing. I think he was doing like special appearance, dropping at different places like Paris Hilton, just saying hello, <laughs> getting a check, and then going to another club, get another check. I sure was. <laughs> <laughs> Hosted by. They're whoring him, bro. <laughs> Hey, he was going to every club, getting an envelope, bro, like Cubans do it, you know, <laughs> on the side. So he ain't lying either. So, um, <laughs> but this weird, like, he showed up at we're, we're doing our show and he was dying, right? Over there, a little table service. 
next to Joy Medina, you know, cheerleading comedian. And um, <laughs> Medina was all up on him, bro. Like, hey, man, how you guys doing? It's the movie. It's the, hey, man, I got a movie, man. It's called Zombies. I need rappers. Anyway, so this fool. Okay, the show ended. How crazy. The, the show ended, bro. Let me tell you, man. As soon as the show ended, if you were there from the sh comedy show and you had tennis shoes, you need to get the fuck out. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry that you were at the comedy show, but no, we have a dress code after the comedy show. That means that you have tennis shoes. You can't get. You need to get the fuck out of here. You need Stacey Adams or what? No, bro. I had my Nike Cortex. Bro. Nah, nah. <laughs> you, gotta go. you gotta go. They had me tell me, bro. I'm, I know, man. You're wearing Dockers, but you, the, a lot of cholo wear Dockers now too. So you gotta go. So the, the dress code was crazy, bro. Then like, I said, man, but, tire, but I was in right? a comedy show, though, bro. I know, man. But that was a comedy show. Now it's a club. And we can't have guys walk, like you walk around with tennis shoes. And meanwhile, here I come with my sneakers and my hat and yeah, shit. Yeah, but you had an envelope How about Melo Mendes, eh? I know, man. I was looking for a fucking uh, a crate of records to pick up, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I said, man, I was a DJ, bro. Because <laughs> you know the DJ always showed up with five fools back there holding yeah. crates. Yeah. Yeah. Or a backpack. I remember, man, backpack. I would do comedy shows. You know that place, Casa Latina? Yeah. On Rosemead, another sure. spot. Yeah, right there, man. With nothing but big time ballers, bro. Like there was a fool that was. There was like people show up with fucking Land Rovers, Mercedes Benz. I remember one time the fool showed up with his fucking boat and just what? parked it outside. A Cadillac? Yeah, bro. It was like, no a boat. <laughs> no, well, <laughs> on the trailer, his car and his boat behind. So let everybody <laughs> know after the show, whoever wants to get do cocaine at Lake Lake, let me know. <laughs> <laughs> on the way to have us for real, dog. Wow. Wow. There was a about So where did you get started at? A lot of people want to know. Like, did you start, like, with another group or you were by yourself? Because I heard you used to work also at USC. As at a USC? Vendor, as a vendor. No, I, you know what? I worked the 84 Olympics at USC, and I was just straight up dishwashing, Loke. They had me in the summertime in the hot kitchen, you know? Can I say bad words on yeah, the show? Yeah, you can do whatever you want. All right. It was a hot-ass <laughs> kitchen, bro, you know, feeding the athletes. And I, I was just cleaning the, the trastes for those fools. Um, but uh, my last known job, like physical labor, was Dodger Stadium, fool, when we won the World Series. What's up, fool? I took a <laughs> Dodger Stadium, too. I know who you used to work with. Who? Marty. Yeah, yeah. That uh, was my manager. Yeah, he was my she manager. She always tell stories about you and, and uh, Cuba Gooden Jr., yeah, yeah, him and Tommy. I think Tommy. Uh, there was on Martin, Big Tommy. Yeah, also Big Tommy worked with us before we guy. all blew up. Yeah, you guys, you guys used to work at USC with um, Cuba Gooding Jr. Yeah, because when I was that last, when I was being a comedian, Marty would tell me, "No, we had um, shoot to say your name, but I couldn't pronounce it, and uh, your real name, Apalupala, wasn't it? Apalupa. <laughs> what? Upiano fool. Wait, what you fucking it? it uh, you don't have a real name. You're the real name. No, I don't want to know. I don't want to know. I don't want to know either. <laughs> so, you know, we've been mellow man Yeah. Then you meet rappers like Kid and Play. What's his name? Chris? <laughs> oh, Chris? It, it messes it up for you guys. Nah, huh? but you're the, you're right. the real Cubanos, bro. We need to yeah. do, hear the real name. Escape from Havana. Ulpiano Sergio Reyes. Yeah, wow, man. That Rivera's Rivera's Gonzalez. <laughs> if Joe Diaz was here, because Joe Diaz is a Cuban guy, that's right, cocksucker. That's a fucking real Maranado right there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, wow. it's real. But no, I started um, rapping, listening to, you know, Curtis Blow, uh, the, you know, the Mean Machine, Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five, Melly Mel, those guys, you know, Sugar Hill Gang. 
And and now those guys are my OGs, you know, they're my friends and business associates and you know, they it's just been amazing, an amazing roller coaster ride. And then I started as a B boy and then I transitioned to the mic when the nineteen ninety move came out. I couldn't stand upside down on one hand and spin, you know. And and then I said, you know, hey, let's go to the mic. And then um when I first heard the Mean Machine do they did a little Spanish rap part in a record in nineteen eighty three. Uh, it was just a little part, little part in a, in the song. The rest of the song was English, but it kind of showed me my future. And I said, I'm going to I'm going to take that and extend it. And then I'm going to twist it with an English and Spanish. And that's when the whole thing started to bust out. But um, Southgate, California, bro, you know, Cypress uh, Avenue, Firestone Boulevard, doing those uh, those Cuban clubs early on in my career. The Cofradia and the Oguinero really got the home crowd you know, the home base to support what I was doing. And then uh, I started introducing everybody to Cypress Hill, and they caught on too. So you were a part of Cypress Hill? Yeah, actually, I'm, I'm probably the founding member. Oh, you wow. know, You're on Tres Equis, right? <clears throat> um, I'm on a, I did a lot of ghostwriting at that time, you know, for Cypress. You know, on their first album, the classic one, I wrote uh, Real Estate, uh, half of their whole Spanish album, I wrote that, uh, and, and Low Rider. You know, so we it's a crew, so we would help each other like that, like Be Real wrote on my first album, a song called Tacapella, stuff like that. So we would just do stuff for each other as a crew when we're coming up, you know, everybody helps everybody, and, and it was a beautiful look. You say Southgate, you're a B-boy? Yeah. I got to say this, man. Did you roll with Handyman? I didn't know. Handyman, I think, was from more from the Boyle Heights area, no? Boyle Heights. El Sereno. Huntington Park. I Huntington think. Park, he like yeah. A, he was like in a, like a handicapped fool. Yeah. Was, he used to, he used to, no, for real, you remember Handyman? No, no, he no, had, no. He used to, he needed, he needed two crutches. Yeah. He, and he used to break down with two crutches. That's and, right. And windmills. Paralyzed from the waist down, down. And he would still hit windmills and no. flares. Yes. Thomas flares on So he showed up in a wheelchair? And fool. No, he, he would come out on his crutches. Oh, on his crutches. On his crutches. Oh, the, the, and then pe people would be like, nah, man, that, that fool's going to go up against me. I'm going to fuck this fool up. But then that fool, he that fool straight up Adidas suit, Adidas three stripes, the fucking Kango hat, the glasses, fucking fools up. Even fucking the you fools. up, yeah. He sure did. So he he lights your ass all, up. All, all up. He's still no, he's But the thing is, see, he he's was all paralyzed. Upper body. He was all upper body, but because the lower half of his body was pretty much, you know, yeah, limp, uh, he That's could crazy. bust, you know, infinite Thomas flares, uh, you know, <laughs> infinite <laughs> windmills. How about the worm? Mm. Motherfucker was a marionette, no, bro. He <laughs> <laughs> was puppet. He's an OG and definitely a legend on the on the West Coast. What? There used to be guys that... Yeah. My, there used to be guys that used to come to my neighborhood because I grew up in Pico Gardens, housing projects here in Boyle Heights, Pico Aliso, yeah. Aliso Village, right? And there was guys that had cousins in Southgate. These motherfuckers would brag about how great Southgate beat boys were they were, come, they were yeah. good even this guy who's not that, a guy named fatty or they call him fatty or fats yeah he was like a little kid this dude is a mean michael jackson bro bro i saw some b-boys in southgate there was this one kid his name was toy he was like a nicaragüense who just landed in the united states but this more he was sick he was sick as fuck he really taught us like what was really going on but in my crew it was myself be real who's now the lead rapper of cypress hill uh, my homeboy Gilbert, his name was um, was Sugar Pop, 
and then the other homie, the light-skinned homie named Popcorn. And these fools, we just go battling, you know. We walk from Southgate Park to Bell Park to Huntington Park, Linwood. Wherever we can get in some shit, we go battle. Out there by like Tweety. Oh, yeah, all over. Tweety, Pacific, all that. All that. And all then, that. man, you, then you got to be careful when you go battle at Venice Beach because there were a lot of shorelines there Ooh. looking for red suits. Yeah, I remember one pedal we got into with some Samoans at Venice Beach, you know, because we came from the inner city, and they were more from, you know, Carson. That's and me. Banning That's all my friends. All that. Yeah, yeah Banning's red. They Carson didn't blue. like it if you were tougher than them, man. They well, wanted to box, know. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. They're not dancing. No, well, no, there was a lot of dancers at, in the 80s. And then there was a fight after that. Yeah, yeah, there yeah, was exactly. no dancing after that. Sully, come here. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, ooze, fuck yeah. these niggas, ooze. Yep. You know? Right away. No matter what, you play basketball with Samoans, you play football, no matter, as soon as the game's over, there's a fight. Yeah, I was like, somebody nah. I was like, shooting something. Junior high, I stopped. I'm like, nope, no more of this. No more listening to basketball. Good times, man. That's funny, man. When you fight some more, it's weird because um, you don't know you're fighting the mom or the dad or the little brother because they're all the same size. And they're all, they all fight at the same time. You fight one, you fight the entire island. You're going to fight all of us. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's why when I got older, I made good homies, uh, homies with uh, with the Booyah tribe. Heck yeah. You know what I mean? They had my back through the early part of the business, man. They'll shake anybody down, you know, and they, and they were amazing musicians. So, man, imagine, man. That's what comedy needs, bro. They didn't fool us as Samoan brothers to go after these these um these these goddamn promoters for those fifty dollars, bro. <laughs> Hell yeah, they were shake fools down, huh? Yeah, upside yeah. down. I mean, huh? Booyah Tribe, you know, they were all relatives, and they all performed, played guitar, drums, bass, keyboards, and you wouldn't expect that. And then you had the twins, Ika, and his twin brother, and, and they would be the pop lockers in the group, and they come all trenzada out. Yep. Huge as fuck. Like, and then you thought, oh, some shit's going to go down. Then they pick up instruments and Ukulele start fucking usually. it up. <laughs> yeah, on some funk shit. And um, I, I thought the fool would choke me. They uh, put a lay on me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, it's good brothers to have on your team, man. Yeah, right. No That's doubt. security right there. Yeah, yeah. The gang, uh, Gangsta Red, shout out to him. Godfather, you know, the twins, Ika, and then Roscoe. Much love to them brothers, man. So when um, what was your biggest break when you said oh when 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 you were like when you started going? What was it like to hear your stuff on the radio? Cause I never heard my stuff on the radio. I heard my stuff on other comics, but yeah, you're on TV, <laughs> man. It's Good. different. Um, for me, there was, was two, but now. I'll tell you the one that was the most important of the two. I had just put out the Maspingong single. And we were, you know, just basically doing promo, giving it away at Lake Lake and Whittier Narrows Park and all that. And I got a call to do a show in San Diego College with, uh, at the time, it was Tone Loke, uh, Young MC, myself, and a guy from New York by the name of T. Rock, who's a super OG. At that time, he had Nice and Smooth as his dancers, right? So we all go down there thinking that, you know, we're going to kill this shit. Mind you, it's like 1988, 87, so we all go like, yeah, we're going to fucking tear this shit up. It's going to be bitches galore. We're going to fuck <laughs> it up. Man, we get there, dog, to the show. It was 10 people in that motherfucker. And it was a big-ass hall, okay? Now, these are the humble beginnings, you know? So turns out that one of the 10 people that was there was an A&R man from Capitol Records by the name of Kenny Ortiz. And, you know, my mom always taught me and my brother, like, if there's one person or a 1,000, go 100%. 
And we did that night. Um, and after my set, the guy from Capitol hands me up in the corner. He goes, hey, man, you know, hi, I'm, here's my business card. And I'm Kenny Ortiz from Capitol Records. We want to sign you. And I'm like, I'm already signed at Delicious Vinyl. He goes, don't even worry about it. We'll buy out the contract. He said, call us on Monday or have your lawyer call us. And um, we did. Next thing you know, we're signing to a major label, you know, which was big for a little nigga from Southgate, you know what I mean? <laughs> and and we started to put this Latino thing um, on the map. Nobody was doing that yet back then, huh? No. The only ones that I heard and, and I've heard now come, you know, everybody wants to come out of the woodwork. But was that first, there was bro? there was groups in New York at that time that, that I've seen videos on YouTube or whatever, you know, but nobody had the, the time and presence I, I had. You know what I mean? Like I was at the right place. At the right time, I always give it up to the ones that came before me, like the Mean Machine. That rapper's name is Mr. Shick. Look him up. Influential brother in terms of Latinos. Um, but when it came down to really putting it down on a global scale, Mellow Man Ace is your boy. Like, yeah. Early 90s? 1989, right? Um, the album came out in uh, 89, 89. And August the single 30. of Mentirosa dropped in 90. So we're looking at 25 years of a classic right now, thanks to the hand thing. And the title of that record was Escape from Havana? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. First Latino to go gold in Mexico and in the Coño. United States. Uh, broke a lot of ground. We broke a lot the of Mexicans ground. Mexicans liked you? Know? you? Absolutely, bro. Right. Dude, I remember everybody was bumping that shit again. It's a relation to finally somebody in Spanish representing and yeah. fucking you. It fucking feels good. After yeah. that, then fucking uh, Kid Frost came out with this shit. That's right. I, I think the most imp the most important part of that record, man, is what it was able to accomplish for an entire gente, an entire people. Because not only is it a classic, but it's also opened up a genre in the record store that didn't exist. And we had Latin rap. You know, it was just weird know, it was to hear really it. Cool, a Latin rap section. Spanish words on the English radio. We have finally had our own divider, bro, on the record stores. End <laughs> <laughs> cap. Broke the color barrier with yeah, that. Where would they go? We were other. No, they wouldn't go nowhere. They were other? You, you, there you get no them at other. the swap meet, dog. You swap meet, yeah. Yeah. Or other swap meet. Swap meet. Slauson swap meet. Or at Caddy's. In a Mellow Man 8. I was going to ask you, what's your relation to a. To the sorry about that, dude. Right. But um, to Soul Assassins, because I know the whole genesis was Cypress Hill. You put it in the Send Dog, your brother. Or what's Send Dog is my canal, yeah, okay. my blood canal. Um, your older brother. He's my older brother. But the thing was that I came out first because he was still kind of bullshitting and be real was <laughs> no the serio pedo, you know. Orale. My story's different than other people, you know. That's what's up. But I got my shit together because my dad kicked me out of the pad because I wouldn't hold a job. So I, even though I was younger, I had to do for myself. I had to make it younger, faster. I had to get to the opportunities. You know, I had to roll all over Hollywood, go to King King, uh, Club King King, and go to the Water of the Bush and all this shit where the, where the Zulu Nation would hang out at. Um, and, and there you can see everybody, you know, NWA before they got their deal. And you can see Africa Bambada chilling, Ice-T in the corner with Darlene and all this kind of shit. Um, and so Damn. the whole thing was that I, I had to do for myself. So what happened was the opportunity opened up where DJ Muggs of Cypress Hill at the time was with a different group called 7A3. And uh, they're from Queens, New York, right? So he goes, one day he came in the hood and he said, hey, man, I got to go to Delicious Vinyl Records uh, to track a song for the movie Colors. And it turned out to be the song called Why for the, the lead track for oh, the shit. movie Colors. 
And he goes, anybody want to roll? And I said, fuck it, I'll go. I go there with him. It was just me and him. He starts working, doing his shit. Walk into Judios, Duetos, Mike and Rick Ross and, and, and Matt Dyke and them. And they say, hey, man, we just started up a record company. It's called Delicious Vinyl. We just signed a guy by the name of Young MC and another guy by the name of Tone Low. Can you rap? I'm like, fuck, yeah. I can rap in Spanish, <laughs> motherfucker. You go, Spanish? We never heard that shit. I said, watch this. I said, cuando llego a la casa, esto es lo que pasa. Empiezo a gozar con toda la raza. The dude was like, wait, wait, wait. Man, you like a Spanish LL Cool J. <laughs> <laughs> he said, man, come back tomorrow. We're going to track you. And we see where it goes. Next thing you know, I got a 25, 26-year career out of it. Wow. wow. Nobody else wanted to go? Nobody. Like, like I told you, the, Sam was bullshitting. Sam, my brother, <laughs> was more content <laughs> pleasing my time, dad. time, dog. Like, you were like, fuck it. I'm you had here. mad foresight, dog. <laughs> right? But no, no, no. I told well, you, Back bro, to the original. Out. <laughs> and uh, how did the Soul Assassins come up? Well, yeah, I was going to get to that. Okay. Send Dog, my brother, was more content with pleasing my dad, where I was going against, <laughs> well, going against the grain and saying, fuck work, I'm going to make this shit. <laughs> I'm going to make it happen. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And so my brother was like, okay, I'll go to work so my dad stays off my ass. So he worked at Kodak, you know, pulling, you know. Film. Developing this shit. Be Real was off in the hood in South Central gangbanging at the time. So I was like, I'm going to go for mine right now. And so then, um, you know, the Paul Rodriguez show, our good friend Paul Rodriguez, hey. was my first <laughs> professional show on TV. He called. I go do it. And the next thing you know, man, Arsenio Hall comes knocking. Soul Train comes knocking. Even Bob Hope, the legend Bob Hope. So that cracked off Paul Rodriguez's show? The Spanish one, right? Well, I don't know if I was the first artist, but I know that was my first show you know, on TV that I did. Um, but that's how the whole Soul Assassin thing starts to happen because now Send Dog and Be Real start noticing like, damn, little brother's up there fucking it up, doing this shit for real. I better stop fucking around. So they were able to go, fuck it. If Melo can do it, so can we. So then what I would do is I'd have them come on stage with me, you know, opening up for Tierra and Malo and all these people and giving them like five minutes to freestyle and doing their thing. And next thing you know, they got a record deal too. And then formed the Soul Assassins based off of that. If you could have easily done like yeah. other dudes were like, hey, you weren't there with me. Forget well, no, you. But I they, give you the five no, of, no, no, no. That was my crew and they were yeah. there. It but just so happens to be. Other dudes like, forget you. No, 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 no. All I know is that somebody had to go open the doors right. and it landed on me. But I never turned my back on him. I said, come on, we coming. And even now when you see that older footage on YouTube of me and our, on Arsenio Hall or even on Soul Train, you'll see my two sisters, my brother, you know, cool. and all that. So I try to bring in the family element Your sister at an early album. age. She does a voice, right? No, she didn't do it. A girl from Southgate named Denise did it who got cold feet when the Paul Rodriguez show called us. Oh, wow. Shut up. She turned down the job. I called my little sister. I said, hey, <laughs> the girl turns down the job. I think her name was Diane or something. I don't, I don't remember the name. Denise. And I said, little sis, can you fill in and do this shit? She's the one you end up seeing in the video, the light-skinned girl. Yeah. And, and, and we went all over the world with it. Wow. Hell yeah, dog. First time I ever heard that song was I was at the park at basketball practice, and somebody pulls up in a Suzuki Samurai, just bumping it. And I'm, yeah. like, I'm like, what, what is that? Like, that's what my reaction was. Like, I was like 12 years old. Like, what is that? Is it English, Spanish? What is it? How are the reactions that you got from other people, though? Well, I mean, we got so much love. I mean, we, we were, we were, I was, I was the face now of an entire generation of Man, people. I thought it was cool. And the pressure was heavy. You know, I, sometimes we'd go, <laughs> concerts would be smooth. 
Other times there'd be women's groups out with signs picketing. Fuck Mellow Mayonnaise. Yeah. No way. <laughs> oh, yeah. Controversy. Yeah. Whatever that means. Yeah. Wow. Every women's groups, man. I can't believe Crazy. people come out to Mentirosa, but now there's bitch hoes and they don't come out. <laughs> yeah. 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 What yeah. happened? We got keep old. that brown man down. What happened? Yeah. Oh, we realized we could just turn it off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Bitch yeah. be at home doing the dishes. You call me a liar. How yeah. dare Back you? Then, right. People don't realize back then they were going after everybody, huh? Well, that's the yeah. whole thing with the Paul Rodriguez show. Lulac got on top of them. There's too many Mexicans in one house ah, and they canceled Lulac. it. Is yeah. that what yeah. happened there? That's terrible. Yeah, it's Paul Horrible, Rodriguez show, though. a.k.a. Pablo, terrible. he got canceled yeah. because Lulac and um, All these organizations. National Council of Raza. Yeah. The only time they get together is to shut down a Latino show. <laughs> Shit, right? Man. Or to shut down Taco Bell. Oh, that dog. Well, you know, then that comedian came up with a joke. Well, the Taco Bell dog does say, I love Taco Bell, but he also likes art. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, though, dog. <laughs> wow. wow. Wow, man. They were coming out like that. Wow, man. That was cool, man. Wow, man. So, so when you started, you saw Ice Tier one corner over there, and they were all coming up. It's like you don't see that anymore, man. Like, No, like, you don't. It's like everybody. You don't. They, it's like somebody. No, it seems like now everybody has a rap song already written somewhere, and they go to a high school. Okay, she's good looking. Bring her over here. <laughs> she could sell uh -huh. me five albums. I could use them for five years, and then I go back to the next young person. It's like now they can only rap artists have a span of five years now, huh? Yeah, yeah, big time. It's like a machine, right? Well, yeah. Nowadays, I mean, back like when you said just now is back then. I could see Ice T chilling. You could see the Red Hot Chili Peppers. People like Christian Hosoy and Denzel Washington all hanging out in the club together before we all blew up, right? And then that's that was the mecca, the water the bush place, you know, was the was the mecca for the record companies and TV and film directors to come and see who was bubbling in that scene and then fish us out one by one. So what happened through time is the scene starts to dwindle as everybody starts to get paid and get money and get work. But there wasn't another class of people to fill those voids, right? When you pull an Ice-T out or when you pull a Dr. Dre and Eazy-E out of something, it loses a lot of steam. Um, I, you know, and I don't, I don't want to sell myself short. You pulled Mellow Man and Ace out of there. Now we got the top Latino rapper on the street. We give him some money. And then everybody starts to go work. Nowadays, there isn't that farm club anymore, that place to go where you can see Felipe Esparza. You can see, you know, Hannibal um, Burris. Hannibal Burris. You know, it's, you know, everybody's working. But where's that campground that, you know, that nucleus? Uh, yeah, that nucleus. It's almost like a like a baseball team that has a, 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 a minor league yeah. system. Right. Where do you go now? You know, it, it, the Internet has opened it up and it's taken everybody out to do their own thing and create your own movement. But there's not a, a communal movement anymore. We had a comedian who said that um, Jimmy Schubert, he said, you know, when I was doing stand up comedy, I would see Sam Kinison over there. I would see Arsenio. Every once in a while, Eddie Murphy might creep, you know, to the sides. But there's nothing now. There, there's the, the comedy owners are not nurturing the next generation. That's right. They're not building a, a crew of the next people because everybody blowing up. Because everybody can go on YouTube now. Yeah, everybody's an Instagram mm -hmm. comedian. Yeah. yeah. Like, you see these dudes, they're like 500,000. Somebody just tagged me like, oh, you should have him on your podcast. Like, Who are you? He's a fi He has 500,000 followers. And, uh, like, what do you do? He makes these stupid little... 
like memes and there's like little 15 second comedy. I'm like, could you actually do five minutes? Like you have all these guys that you mentioned the record labels coming and finding you. Yeah. They don't go anymore. I have friends who, who do oh, that. No, the A&R they just go on no YouTube longer. all day yeah. long. They the the record companies took away the A&R and that was the person who yeah. in charge of artist relations and development. And once that happened, the breakdown, it really, it. it really just cluster fucked it all up. And, and nowadays with the computer, you know, yeah. any little dude can wake well, up and Bieber. go, I want to rap like that dude, and, right. you know. And next thing you know, he's got a little beat cracking on the machine dude, on his laptop. So many things with a little little and he's an artist. And he's an artist. Like nothing, but man. there's there's a lot of artists, a million, two million artists, but there's only several entertainers. Are you yeah. an entertainer, uh, motherfucker? Can you put on a show can for an hour? Can you put on a show for 30 minutes, an hour? Yes, exactly. Because when you go to from here to France or Spain, you can't just be on stage for 15 minutes, bro. They'll fuck you up. <laughs> You came all this way from the United States for 15 minutes. Ah, oh, hell, I start throwing quarters and fucking. <laughs> bo- no, Sadio. And they'll fuck you up. Grab <laughs> <laughs> that one. So, um, <clears throat> so, you, so you, were, you were performing in Europe, man? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was that Felipe, like? dog, Worldwide, dog. Think about it like this I was the ambassador for Latinos, even to other Latino countries that were, I don't want to say racist as fuck. Argentina? But they. <laughs> But they weren't having, they didn't like hip hop. They were like, that's a fucking. Esa pichi, musica de negro. De negro. Yes. And I had to go through that and had to break that down. So They're when like, I I'm presented. Cuban. Like, damn it. I, well, I, it wasn't so much that I was Cuban. It was just the fact that I spoke Spanish and I yeah. brought it to them in their language. And they were, we were able to break down those barriers of resistance, if you will, through. Those times, it was pretty much just being an ambassador for hip hop at that time because we were breaking a lot of ground, you know. Did you do your, uh, Asia? No, never been. Okay. Never been. There wasn't too many Mexicans in Asia at that time. Or well, Japan. And they weren't even up on it like that, that they are now. You know, it's all. Now it's all up in it. Yeah. I figure the Marine bases will find you. Come on. Uh, you must, no. You must, you must have been hit up like when you were blowing up, like offers to do every single available show, huh? Bro, Come from on. Don Francisco, Sábado Gigante, to Good Morning L.A. Siempre you know? en Domingo. Siempre en Domingo to Arsenio Hall. You did you know, We were doing both markets <laughs> at the same time. but I, Special appearances after those shows was huge, huh? Absolutely. Like, we must have worked with that guy Gilbert, I think his name is, from Lowrider. Yeah. He used to book shows. Absolutely, yeah. He booked me for a show to do comedy. And I was like, you sure, bro? Like, this is a great, this is a, this is a lowrider show. <laughs> I said, I was doing the radio for comedy. And I met, I thought if I was there with them. I opened up for E40. And um, and I said, they're going to like me. And I said, okay. So the first joke I said was, um, you know what? There's a lot of, and there was a lot of cops there too, right? I said, there's a lot of beautiful cars there. But there's only a couple of cars I didn't like. The black and white ones over there. All right. <laughs> 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 Dude, that got everybody rolling. I said, okay, this fool's crazy. <laughs> yeah. So you would do the comedy yeah. for a lowrider show? Yeah. He, you've been wow. nuts, though. You've been, you've been nuts. You've been one of the comics I've always watched over the years. You know it. I don't fake the yeah. funk on that. And we built a friendship based off of me coming to yeah. see you guys' shows, man. So I'm glad we hooked up again. Hell yeah. To your son over there. Wait, so you would do yeah. lowrider show afterward, like what, like around 5, 6 o'clock or what? Uh, well, yeah. They so usually be on. they've been drinking all day? Dude, it's yeah. hot. Yeah. I tell you, bro. I did. You did there's, there's a big lowrider show in Fresno. 
Then they're all it, over. It, it don't yeah. matter, bro. But Fresno, it's a hundred and twenty degrees when they have that. One nope. There. Oh yeah, the vinyl <laughs> melts on your turntable. Yeah, man. Remember that one time I went to my. We were. Remember that one time my dad sent me to go get fucking lemonade, bro. <laughs> While Evil Knievel was about to go on. <laughs> I want to kill that motherfucker. <laughs> I see you. You're sending me to get soda right now. I'm here to watch Evil Knievel. Bring the soda, cabron. Fuck, I want to get sodas, bro. I fucking spilled the soda. Some lady spilled my soda on my face. And I miss fucking Evil Knievel. Nah. Real shit? Real shit, Damn. dog. So right, but we have Mellow Man names right now. <laughs> I just got deep right now. <laughs> no, because I Beach remember. Evil. That's, that's how, that's, that's, those are the events, bro. It's that hot. And there's kids there, man. And then, like, you, 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 I'm trying to do a, a joke about boobs, but there's a little a lady breastfeeding right there. I'm like, where am I? Am I next or what? Because <laughs> hey, my brother took me to the. What's the toughest show you one. ever worked? Woo. Crazy. The toughest show, man. Uh, I, I would have to say my first time in New York. Oh, yeah? First yeah. time in New York. Because everybody knew I was a Cuban, but I was a Cuban from L.A. Yeah. And so they come and they just so stood Mexican, there like, then, we huh? from New York. You can't <laughs> teach us shit, you know? They just stand in there like that. So what I decided to do was I said, I told Julio G, who was my DJ at that time, I told him backstage, I said, man, this shit look crazy out here. I said, look, pull out that Wild Style record with Double Trouble talking about New York City, can I shoot my gun? Can I shoot my gun? Right? He pulls it out, goes out to the turntable. The crowd goes fucking bananas. I had him in the palm of my hand after that. Because we came in with a New York thing. Like, we touching you on your own field with your own shit. Now we're just going to rock it. You know? And so we hit him with the Maspingong and the River Cubano and the Mentirosa and all that shit. You know, it was a rap. But they were tough. They were hardcore. Did that, uh, the, the, did, that, did that the West Coast, East Coast beef, did that affect your career? Like, were they, did that like, oh, man, Melo Mane from California too, man. It affected everybody's Everybody, career, yeah. I think, you know, um, for that moment. Because you were like moment. neutral, right? And all of a sudden, like, what do I got to get involved? Did you feel like that? No, no, no. I mean, that was other two other niggas' shit. It wasn't ours. For the rest <laughs> of us, we were all looking at each other like, that's still my homeboy, like, Homeboy from Naughty by Nature. That's my yeah. that's my my bro. Those or shows are. guys from Tribe Called Quest. Those are still my motherfuckers. Whatever y'all two got going on, but see that's how the media portrayed it, and we all a lot of fans fell into that whole hype. Like let's destroy the culture by putting everybody in the pot. But the rest of us were like, nah, motherfucker, don't throw us in their shit. Because that's my bro, and that's my bro, and that's how we treated it. So we were able to heal the culture after what the media was trying to destroy it about. You know what I mean? Man. It was heavy. Crazy, it was how heavy. did you stay out of that, though? You just stay out. It's two dudes beefing. Because <laughs> everybody always has. They're going to ask you an opinion on it. They're going to ask you this. You're going to do that. Bro, I mean, it, it was two men arguing. It was their beef. The rest of us were just onlookers. That's how we felt over here, man. <laughs> when when uh, Joe Rogan and Carlos Mencia were beefing. And I'm like, okay, let them fight. I'll take their gigs. While <laughs> exactly. Who yeah. fucks what? <laughs> yeah. Hey, how did an executive deal with you? Record executive? Because you that's, were something different. A great question. Yeah, um, you know, we heard a lot of They give them the early. key to the kingdom, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but here you go. Here's a spot. Here's a show. No, no, no. They wasn't having it. Even at Solar Records back in the day, you know, um, you had Casablanca Records and 
uh, Chocolate City Records, they just slammed the door. You know, it took, and I got to give them props, it took two Jews, man, from Santa Monica, man, to see the vision. You know, Matt Ryle, Matt, uh, Matt Dyke and Michael Ross, to this day, I'm still friends with them, and my son, Kazal ended up getting a deal with them over there three years ago. You know, the power of of staying in good relationships with people and shit like that. So, so they were shipping, uh, shopping you all over the place, and everybody kept saying no. I was shopping myself. Oh, okay. And what they do for you? They they were the first ones to sign me. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. They're the ones you know when I started rapping in Spanish, and they were like, "Come back tomorrow." Oh, okay, you know? those guys. Yeah. But everybody's telling you, see, when you're going with this, in my career, it's always like, you should do TV in Spanish. I'm like, I don't speak the way those days do. I don't speak Univision. Yeah. It's like, how come I can't do stuff in English? But you, how, did people ever tell you pick one language or the other one? No, never. Yeah. Um, as a matter of fact, I think the great Greg Mack, a West Coast legend, was the first other was the first person other than a Latino DJ, to, and he was black, to put an all-Spanish record on an all predominantly black listening station, 1580K Day, when it was on AM. It was? Yes. It was on AM. You didn't know that, bro? No, man. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't now know you that. know. You guys are dating you know, yourself. You, you, you listen to the fucking Uncle Jam's Army? No. Hey. hey. I'm in my 30s, no? <laughs> you guys to Green Day. K Day. They had the, I, I knew it was K Day. Tupac rapped about it. <laughs> <laughs> they, had the, they had the best sports cut. What's real? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the guy that do the sports guy for K Day, yeah. he used to he to go switch reels. Yeah. <laughs> Dodgers stay, Dodgers win. Five 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 and a four. Because he was switching switch reels. reels. So then he goes to the Lakers. Always go. He like switch reels. Yeah, they were telling switch reels. telling basically yeah, the, yeah, the board off. Okay, I didn't reels. know that back then. I thought that was just a, a tagline like <laughs> I've only heard of like, switch reels. <laughs> <laughs> so he was saying that on the air switch reels. Switch reels. Giving yeah. directions. It was yeah. Jam's army, bro. Nah, man. They live broadcast. That's the first time I heard Rockberry. Yeah. Rockberry. Yeah, they used to have live broadcasts on the air. And that right? was on AM? Ding, ding, on ding, AM station. Nobody ding, wanted an ding, FM, ding, huh? Ding, 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 that was before ding. FM even gave hip-hop a shot. That's before anybody even knew what hip-hop was really on Dude, the West KD Coast. Dude, KD was the yeah. only hip-hop yeah. station, period. That and KGFJ every once in a while. But that yeah. one rap, but that, that we have to be a top the 40 like Blondie. That's right. I go around KJ killing Jay. cars. <laughs> they had, they had a Jay, kill. What was his name? J.J. Jefferson or J.J. Johnson? J.J. Johnson. <laughs> Orale. Yeah. Remember it's crazy. Bobby Jimmy. Bobby Jimmy and the critics. Damn yeah. roaches. Keep kicking no more. Yeah. <laughs> that was like Chingo Bling. Damn. The Chingo Bling. <laughs> yeah, that was Bobby, yeah. J- Bobby Jimmy, Bobby man. Jimmy, man. Yeah. Look at all these roaches. I can take it Or no even like more. before Weird Al Yankovic came out, Bo- Bobby Jimmy was already shit. doing that type of yeah, stuff. Yeah, and another way. Da ha da I knew you were going to Back in the days when in Vietnam, I was 19. <laughs> KD, hug, eh? 1580 KDAY right, bro Used to get a four share In the ratings They dominated What does that mean? It means that's like They were probably one of the Number one stations in the LA At that oh, time Oh yeah Hell yeah bro I didn't want nothing Remember this was the only place You could get hip hop This is the only place Where KDMC was still raps There was no computers There was no internet There was no apps It was that one radio they station ba- They used to battle on the phone bro what? You used to call in and go, okay, ma'am, okay, ma'am, we got um, we got MC Lucius here from Carson's about to battle Kid MC from Boyle Heights. No, here's the beat. Yes. Here's the beat. Yeah. 
Kid MC, suck my ass, you know? <laughs> and then you battle the rapper on, on the, the phone. phone. Uh, yeah. No. Tell you, man, motherfuckers to get this, man. If I find out where you live, man, I'm a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and then That's these guys will battle, bro. First ever rap battle or over the phone. Crazy. DJ man, Hayes, the hamburger believe. helper. Yeah. yeah. Eddie LaFleur. He was good. Eddie, man. Uncle Jam's army, bro. Shout out to Hamburger Helper. He is now uh, DJ Zulu King Hayes. All right, man. I, I, I thought you were going to say, well, shout out to Hamburger Helper. He's actually actually serving hamburgers. Right? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm glad he's nah, doing he's good, a, He's a lifer for real. He's a good dude. <laughs> see, for, see I, when I used to listen to K-Day, that's when I tell people that I wanted to rap. But um, I used to write a little shitty rhymes. And I, to, I tell this story because I told this girl. And no, you don't make me laugh, dog. No. <laughs> you're already laughing. Dude. I told her I wanted to rap. And this chick, oops, you rap, they made my rap, they'll be Kid MC. And then she, this bitch made me a sweater that says Kid MC on it. I was embarrassed, man. Made you a sweater? I never battled nobody. And you already had a fan club. All my rounds I stole from fucking, what's the name, man? Oh, man, there used to be the um, uh, Frankenstein rapper or something. He had like a Franken rap ream. Yeah, that was Dr. Uh, no, not Dr. Dr. Was, Stein uh, or something like that. He was a local Rappenstein. Rappenstein. <laughs> I got a lucky full of rhymes. See, I know him well. Not, <laughs> not really for show and Rap- tell. Yeah. Rappenstein. Yeah. <laughs> well, I came here from Dallas Jack. Good law. And he used to throw his, his ah, Yeah, he used to no, throw his voice. Transylvania yeah. raps. Yeah, Transylvania yeah, raps. Rap. This was called Cracklevania. This is all, this is all when, when, um, chari- when rappers had characters, bro, like fucking that guy with a patch. Yeah. Slick, Slick Ricks. Ricks. Slick yes. Ricks. Yes, with the ruler. Here we go. Yeah, that was even just a little before. Yeah, Doddy around that Doddy. same time, 86, 84, 85. Damn, I was born too Golden late. time frame for hip hop. You don't know, bro. I don't know. You don't know about fools like freaking Cha Ali, bro. What you know about Cha Ali? Why'd you guys say? Chi Ali. You don't know anything. He just got out of prison, bro, four years ago. That's right. Why'd you shake, though, when you said his name? Because I was shy, bro. It's Chi Ali. That fool had a cool little... He was just a little kid getting little, it. Little sixteen-year-old kid, Chiali. Then he got locked. He up. had the Road Runner roller. Run. Yeah, where the would you hear Road Runner? Where would you hear them? On on fucking the box, fool. On the box, you see the videos after. What's the box? Know. Video twenty-one. <laughs> was, was, um, video jukebox was the hottest and the only place you can get video. Like, everybody's like, at oh, the time. I'm like, that's but where the thing is. Here's the thing. That's where you used to be able to. Pun. You could call from your mom's phone and order yeah. the video that you wanted to see. What? Yes. Yeah. It's like pay-per-view? It was yeah. all day long. Wow. And it cost you like four bucks or something like that. <laughs> that phone bill must have been. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people shit <laughs> was. <laughs> yeah. It's like the party line. I used to record all those videos on VHS, bro. Yeah? I can hear them whenever I want. Damn, I didn't even think of that. So I had a VCR and I'd be like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Metal Wait, Metal no, we right probably now. used to do that shit too. Switch the reels. Switch the reels. The box, fool. Wow. B-O-X. Besides that, see, if you didn't have cable, you had the box. And you had uh, Rick, Richard Blaze with Video 21. Yeah. Yeah. What? Wasn't he on Channel 56, too? Yeah, Richard that was 22. Blaze? Damn. Video so 21. Richard Blaze. Damn. He's That's still like DJing, uh, solid gold type years. Solid gold shit. type years. Fuck. Before the Wolfman, you know? Damn. <laughs> Richard Blaze. Before Bobby started imitating the Wolfman <laughs> voice. What are they? Yeah, remember that? You had Wolfman Jack. You got Bill Run Bobby doing that was before Jack my time. Voice. That was before my time. Yeah. Those fools were putting it down. Rodrigo's time, right? Yeah, man. <laughs> I was going to say that, um, but what you did, though, as far as with your music and it blowing up, that finally gave the stamp of Latino because nobody was saying Latino before you that. You know what? Right? Nobody was proud to say Latino. Hell no. Nobody. Nobody. Um, only only, only TV announcers were proud because they may go like this. 
Back to Raúl Escobar. Remember that? Yes, yes. The only ones that were proud to be Latinos back in the day were reporters. If well, you work for CBS, you, you pronounce your name right. And they were using their husband's last name. Yeah. They weren't using the real name. Like the white leader would go like, we're going to go back to go back to um, Joe Carnales here in Carnales. <laughs> this is Joe Carnales. He would check him. Yeah, would check him. Johnny Canales. <laughs> That was another guy, Johnny, no. Johnny Chingas. Johnny Canales. Johnny Chingas, yeah, I remember him. Yeah. He had a show, a TV show, a little commercial show with bands and shit. Yeah, Selena Johnny Canales. He was in, a, he had Selena in Corpus Christi. Johnny Canales, you got it. Take it away, that guy. Man, let, let's switch to the ladies, bro. Because <laughs> <laughs> I remember Paul Gonzalez. 1984 gold medalist from my neighborhood. Yeah, oh, he's from your neighborhood. Fuck yeah, bro. That fool. He played with a boxer, bro. He used to fucking punch heroin addicts. Anyways, that was his so, heavy bag. No, he was like a lightweight, light featherweight yeah. guy. He won a gold medal in '84. Yeah. That fool said when he, he went to my high school to talk, and um, that fool said that now, man. That as soon as he became the gold medalist, women were throwing out at him cocaine. He said that Heather Locklear went to his room, bro. Mm. And he turned her down. <clears throat> Let me tell you, man. <laughs> I used to, have, I used to yeah. make out to that poster, okay? Was that she Heather Locklear poster. I used to wake up with fucking, with fucking um, paper cuts on my body, bro. <laughs> For me cuddling with that poster. I had a paper cut on my penis, bro. I was like Peter Griffin and um, Kathy You're Ireland. You're a fucking fool. <laughs> it is masochista. I'm sorry, bro. Back then, you guys don't know, man. The Farrah Fawcett one. That's yeah. the one I caught wreck on. Yeah, my sister little, had it. didn't last very long. A little nipple right there. I want that shit at a fucking a carnival. Just throw a dart at it. Man, <laughs> <laughs> man, is die. He can remember those. How can you remember those carnivals? Did you ever perform at carnivals? In the beginning? We did a lot of, uh, yeah. The church ones? No, no, no. Never did a church carnival. Just, you know, the carnival circuit came before all the other tours did, actually. They put us on, like, even after when Kid Frost came out, they put us on, like, a 50 carnival thing, you know. We'd go out all over the country and do all that stuff. So um, they really helped in, in, in getting what we were doing out you know, to a bigger audience. Well, LA County Fair, you do that one? Yeah. Man, they have some yeah. good shows there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Man, did you ever get to get to witness those big ass shows they to do at Balvadier Park for um Mex Cinco de Mayo or Mexican Independence oh, yeah. Day? Back then in the days when they sent I think um, Paul Rodriguez used to perform in Belvedere Park. Belvedere Park. That was before I owned a car. Yeah. Homes, so no. We used to walk as far as we can go. So to get it to Belvedere Park, we couldn't. We that's couldn't. too many, you too many buses. To, you to we didn't have to, bus money. You would have to catch a 266 and get off in the Atlantic and then cast a 31 uh, too far. Yeah. Let's take Rosemary. It was bus schedules, bro. <laughs> hey, bro, I'll never forget where it came from, bro. You know, things fail, man. I know they catch a bus schedule. <laughs> <laughs> I have no clue. No clue. <laughs> so what's up, Rodrigo, man? Chilling, baby. Rodrigo, I hear, man, he's a big fan of Pendleton's. Oh, hell yeah. Always. <laughs> Did up. you shop at that big Pendleton place, too, in Southgate? Greenspans? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. 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 They have your picture up there and everything. Yeah, yeah. Greenspans. Greenspans. Yeah. I've noticed since the, the old man was over there, you know, 30 years ago. When the golf hats, remember when the oh, shit. with the Don't golf hats and the fucking T.I. sweatsuit? The golf boom, hats. Boom, boom, come out, fucking it up. Oh, yeah. on, huh? Back then, bro, if you were a crip or you live in the hood, you had a corduroy golf hat. 
and in the, in the middle of the golf hat it was two little metal golf hats, little golf clubs crisscrossing, a little ball in the middle. That's right. And that shit was gangster. Legit. Yeah. A golf that club? was gangster. Yeah. That was actually clean, and, and dog. It was creased. And it looked like a fucking silver, like a fucking Civil War Confederate hat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fools will crease that hat and make it look like a Confederate hat, yeah. and not even know what that means. Yeah. And before they could, before they could afford the Adidas suits, they wore the Ti suit. Yeah, T. it had the three fake ass stripes. <laughs> and it said Ti instead fake of ass stripes, yeah. Dog. Hell yeah. And it wasn't even Adidas and shit, but it wasn't complete unless you had your knit kickers on. Yeah, you couldn't win that sex. way because the stripes yeah. will come off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Time were tough, bro. Because you were tired, bro. But you're still looking uh, fresh, though. Right? I couldn't rap. I couldn't rap, and I couldn't break dance for anymore because I didn't have the skills. I didn't have the body. So I, I used to, <laughs> I used to go to Melo Menace. I used to go. To, I was a guy that would show up at your um, beat boy events talking about man. I got white gloves for sale. Anybody want white gloves? <laughs> <laughs> It's a fucking shoplift white gloves, bro. <laughs> Magician gloves. Kill yeah. it the popper used to love that shit. Damn, you had some dude. white gloves for a popper, you were his best friend. Hell yeah, bro. $2 a pair right now. Bro, I got a, a fucking um, a cardboard ready for you, bro. <laughs> I used to fucking, Never used. I used to call out fools, bro. And then they don't even know how to how to pop lock or nothing, but I will call them out. And they'll do their fucking moves. And I said, yeah, you good. You win, man. And then I will do my moves. I just want to see them. <laughs> <laughs> then I go back to my friend, bro. I saw this new move you could do, bro. <laughs> I saw this. I got this new move for sale. <laughs> I know a couple With guys the cardboard. like that, man. They're like, you go, all right, what's up? And then you do the, your shit, and they go, you're good. You're and good. This is why. You're like, good. Don't you want to smoke weed with you? <laughs> <laughs> I like you more than your weed. So I can Hey, yo. So what happened, man? And I know you have this kid right here, man. Are you like me with kids scattered all over the world? Because <laughs> I mean, people could be coming out the man. When I won last comment standing, that my son's baby mama filed for child support the next day. She became it. the last hood rat standing. <laughs> <laughs> the last baby mama standing. Yeah. She fucked yeah. around and bought everybody jackets. No more money. <laughs> Damn. Nah, man, I don't know what happened to that money. <laughs> Took you to court right away? that money. Yeah. But, you know, I owe that money. But I, I wish that child support didn't... I wish bank accounts will accumulate interest just as fucking as, as much as child support, bro. Because I will invest in child support. <laughs> what happened, bro? I just put $5,000 in child support. The next day, that shit's 15000 bro. <laughs> Like a child support Ponzi scheme. I'm gonna invest in child support. <laughs> that it sounds funny, but it's real. It's real as fuck, and they'll ne you know they'll never do it. Hell no. Because anything to help our black ass and brown asses ain't gonna happen. You already I, know. Because I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, man. I'm trying to hook up another whole Jose Rizar from District Church to propose a law where um, you could pay off child support with community service. Man. I'll never leave that freeway. You be stuck there forever. I'll be on the 405. What's that, bro? What you doing the 405, bro? I got 20 more G's left, dog. <laughs> I'm going to sweep this shit away to Malibu. <laughs> For real, man. What does it tell you? I know you owe 15 G's in child support. How would you like to coach this little league team for a year like they're doing the movies? <laughs> in the movies? It's actually a good idea. I like it. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I would fuck with it. Don't coach your kids, but coach somebody else. My dad don't owe no child support. He just owes time with us. <laughs> <laughs> Skype that fool. He owes me 80,000 hours of support. <laughs> <laughs> What? Damn. <laughs> I wish you could. I wish you could transfer your 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 your, your kids child support. Imagine me. You could just transfer. Let's just say you you owe child support, but then your son ends up being a deadbeat dad too. I'm sorry, man, but I know you owe child support, but they just transfer your father's child support to your account, <laughs> like a bus transferring. <laughs> Damn. You owe, you owe two hundred fifty thousand. <laughs> When are we going to accept that payment? Hey, it's like inherited. Some ideas, dog. They might <laughs> take that shit yeah. to the assembly. Eh? Go to Weezar. Go to Weezar. I know, man. I'm trying to support a bill right now. <laughs> Ooh, so, man, when you were, man, when they're like, when you, when, I know, like, like in, like in careers, man, you know, you're not so hot after a while. When you start noticing, man, I'm, man, I'm about to get lukewarm here. Um, yeah, that happens. Um, I believe it was, uh, I don't know. Like you said, you got like a good five year run there. Um, right after that, I, I refused to sign my third album deal, which at that time was going to be half a million. And, um, they wanted me to keep making mentirosa type of records. And I was like, fuck that. I'm not doing it. You know? And I fell out of love with it um so, you were hardcore i mean to that was just a song you did right you were like a real rapper right you were hardcore i was an mc a yeah. b-boy i came up a b-boy you want to do rhymes like everybody else but they want you to make you a, like uh well, guy well the home, thing right? is they they presented it like this here's a coca-cola can coca-cola would not dare change their color of their can now everybody knows it by the same token they would say okay you got to be like Coca-Cola. Don't stop rapping bilingual. Give us another record like that. I said, well, Coca-Cola doesn't have to evolve. It's not an artistic thing that grows. You know, it's just a product that people like. They didn't understand. So um, that had to be like the year 1994, 95. So my, I had the five-year good run there. You know what I mean? And uh, we clean sweep there. And I think... All the way through the end of 1999, I was fucking fucked up. You know, I was using my tour money, spending it on cheap whores, liquor, you know, cocaine, you name it. I did it all. Um, it was my money. Of, I made it. Of, I was going to spend it my way. You were one of Kid Frost pornos, huh? No, fucker. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> DJ Yellow's porn. No, I, I had a chance to do porn and do all that shit, but I never did it, when, you know? Because see, everybody goes through that. Gloss over that. That's one thing. Oh, yeah. That's one thing I respect about you. That you just told us that that your dark side. Yeah. Because everybody had a dark side, and that's how dark was it, man? Because my shit was dark. It, 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 it was dark, bro. Um, you know, when you don't understand what corporate America is asking you to do, and you're no longer willing to play that game, the spiral that occurs is unstoppable. You oh can't pump the brakes on it. Um, and trying to understand how they squeeze the lemons out of your name and brand, and then they'll tell you that you're done. Um, but here I am, 25 years later with you, fucker. Hell yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, so we're fuck those motherfuckers. That's Hell yeah, but, um, but no, I mean, you, uh, I did everything, bro. You know, I slang my gold records. I had to go back and buy them. Just slang them for what? For fucking drug money and do all kinds of stupid shit. 
Wow, I just had to sell it. Fuck, bro. I, I went. Once I got back on my feet, I went back. Luckily, they still had all my shit, you know. But I, I, I did all the crummy, nasty shit you want to, you know, you can think of, you know. Go down to L.A. and try to burn a drug dealer for some crack, you know, all that stuff. <laughs> but it, I don't have a problem talking about it because I think it's only made me a better person about who I am today, you know. And at that time, I was carefree. I didn't have any kids. To have to look after or anything like that. So I was going to do Mellow Man Ace the way Mellow Man Ace wanted to do him. Were you, you know? mad at everybody or were you just say, fuck it, I'm a party? I, I was mad at my management who at the time got me for 250 large. <sighs> and I was mad at the record company. You felt alone? Like- my people were my peoples. Like I've known Lily for 23 years, you know. My peoples were always my people. But, you know, I had a bitter taste about the game, the business side of it. And when they don't allow you to continue to teach them that you're still cool, that you have cool things to offer. Because you got to remember at the time hip hop was changing. You had, you know, bump skiddly, bump skiddly, bump skiddly, bump. All that come in. And then you had black sheep engine, engine, number nine. Right. And so you try to now change with what's going on and evolve i should say evolve with how hip-hop is going you had cypress hill how i could just kill a man like how am i gonna look coming out hey baby you we gotta step that up we gotta reinvent and so what happened was they stopped trusting in me to keep them cool you know because once they find the formula and they find your niche they they just want you to stay there you know but, you know, the crusty things I did, I'm, I'm not proud of them, but I'm not ashamed of them either, man. I've heard stories of people say, man, I saw you butt naked on Sunset Boulevard one day. And blah, blah. Let's go to a I don't remember that. <laughs> Serio, I don't remember that. But if it's true, I don't give a shit. It's my life. And if I want to walk down the street butt naked with a fucking newspaper up my ass, it's my business. <laughs> I know you're not hurting nobody but yourself. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, but, but again, I don't believe that story. Somebody said it, but I've done a lot of dumb shit in my life, but I don't believe that dumb. Because I remember know? when I was like, did you ever do like, um, just say like, you're Melo Manes. You're the, you're king of the world already. And, uh, but now you're at the dark style, you know, like your, your homie robbed you. Shit's going bad. Did you ever like, see like somebody who, who idolized you, go, you and I, and kidnapped them and just use that motherfucker, just drive you around and, you know, party with him? Nah. No. I did. No. <laughs> you probably did. <laughs> nah, nah. I had Episode homies one. that, you know, I had kidnapped. homies I came up with that were clones of me, and I didn't notice it because I'm in my moment. But, you know, when you stop to look back at the pictures 15 years later, you go, that fucker's dressed just like me and my other extra shit that I used to, you know what I mean? <laughs> and shit like that. But, you know, that was the guy that would cut my lawn and fix my car, you know, put in a spark plug, that type of shit. But I always preferred to drive myself, you know, until, you know, the, a couple limos here and there. But, you know. <laughs> what were some of the craziest things you bought? A house? Uh, craziest things? I think crack cocaine, man. <laughs> what? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't get no crazy. Bro, we saw this gold record for crack, yeah, dog. Man. Trying to check anything else? <laughs> I didn't buy, it, uh, buy a tiger. Profit. I've never bought a tiger, and I never, I've never paid for sex. No. Oh, there you go. Never. I've never done that. So, Rodrigo, you never bought a tiger, huh? <laughs> <laughs> no, I never paid for sex either. <laughs> Sorry, dog. I let you down, eh? <laughs> Still time. <laughs> hey, what's your relationship with Funk Dubious, dude? 
Funk Dubious is a, a group. They're just a homies. Another group of the Soul Assassins. Um, no, but, they wasn't always Soul. No? Soul Assassins came after all this all the, shit. Okay. It was an, a great idea later. Um, one of the members of Funk Dubious and I went to junior high and high school together. Son Doobie? No. Tomahawk Funk. Oh, hell yeah. Who's basically like an uncle to my son, you know, because we grew up together, you know. He was always part of Cypress Hill, too. But as cats were motivated, others weren't so much, things start to divide. He ends up hanging out with Ralph Femme and Son Doobie. And then there was DJ Mug's idea to put them together as a collective and let's go shop this, get it a deal. And and I think they did a deal over at Immortal Records and, and did very well with the bow, wow, wow. Yeah, but that, they're the homies. But Ralph M, Son Doobie weren't really the homies. They weren't from our block, I should say. Okay. They came after from from like uh, the Upper East, uh, upper West Side. You know, maybe even like a Melrose area, you, shit like that. You were in um in um let's switch sides here, but um, you were in a movie that introduced Capoeira, huh? <laughs> oh man, <laughs> you did your homework, fucker. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. were a student rapper. Yeah, yeah. That's when they were that prepping me. They were they were prepping me already. I was starting to do film. You know, you guys don't know the big screen the, shit. The director, screenwriter of that movie, he went on to write Bloodsport and he put other genre club at yeah, that movie. Absolutely, uh, Sheldon Leonard. Yeah, I believe. yeah. He's, he's still a buddy with him. No, I believe Sheldon's uh, passed on. Okay. To the next, you know, phase, uh, but he, you know, they were prepping I me to do hot, hot. They were just throwing you movies, MTV. Bro, I, I even auditioned for CB4. Remember CB4? Yeah. Hell yeah. Oh! Cell <laughs> Block 4 Yeah MC Gusto Should still be a movie bro You got the look shit. Thank you bro uh, You, you know what I way, think bro. for that one I think Chris Rock Just wanted to fuck My little sister Oh yeah And he was like Oh what, where's your sister You know I'm like Fucking dick No sister Yeah just man you. Was, He gave it to <laughs> a, on, He gave it to a, He gave the part To a lesser dude I'm on top of the world It made more sense For Mellow Man Ace To be on that role Yeah You know what I mean Realistically but uh, nah, I harbor no animosity. But the acting thing was fun, <laughs> but rather boring too. Yeah. Because remember, at that time, those... we didn't have all this apps and shit. You had to sit in a trailer with for a eight hours, bro. <laughs> yeah. And you know, Mexicans you and niggas don't read. Fuck. Motherfuckers start picking up habits in that trailer. <laughs> yes. yes. You're either gonna fucking be a, a cocaine addict, or you're gonna fucking jerk off, or you're gonna fucking eat all the food there. Or you can learn. You can start watching how production is made. Nah. You know, and doing all that kind of stuff, but I didn't. I did. <laughs> I did. But it was fun, man. I had a good time on that film, and and, and now and, and the funny thing about film is that now we're doing a TV show. I thought you asked right. Let's go back to you're on Fuse TV with your son. Yes, the show will start airing next year. Uh, it's called The Glitch. It's a multi-platform uh, show. You know, TV and internet, and it was just you know. A manifestation of the last two, three years of us collecting content, you know, from shows to interviews, homies, our lifestyle, the things that happened to him as he's coming up, all these things. And we bottled it and uh, we got green lighted yesterday. I'm happy to say. Hell Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you, Conan. Thank so, you. Respect. On Fuse TV, what is the show about? The show is about me and my son. Like a reality um, show? It's it's a little bit of reality. It's a, a lot of music. He, my son is the music supervisor on it. I'm really happy of the, of the shit that he's accomplishing. Um, it's about 
are significant. Others are in there. See, my thing is, I, as I direct these things um, and write the episodes, is is to involve my people. You know what I mean? And give everybody work and a little shine. And I think that's the beauty of what I do. I always try to incorporate family into it. You know what I mean? My motherfuckers are gonna eat. You know what I mean? And and I think it's uh we just blend it all together. The music, the problem, you know, the girl, you know. Whatever it is, and then we just make it, we bottle it up in a great way for you to enjoy. That'll be on Fuse in January? Fuse TV, uh, third quarter to next year we launch. And I start the looking glitch. for the billboards. Start looking for the billboards around the city. I'm happy to say, you know, the glitch, because uh, our organism and his father, Mellow Man Ace. And you, uh, how, um, how did you pitch this show, like, for our listeners who are wondering, like, Hey, how, how did that happen, bro? Like your listeners, like me. Did, 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 you, did they give you shows, dog, or what? Did you just, did you just land on? Did you just show up, right? Shows? That's you do. <laughs> just knock no, on the door. It's hard work, right? It's a lot of hard work. Like I said, it took two us years of that's a lot of uh, collecting footage. content, footage, and then the first thing we did, we we, we made this big thirteen minute trailer, right? Um, that made absolutely no sense. You know? <laughs> and then the night before. Lily sent me like five links of how to actually pitch in a fucking meeting, and I already had oh, a meeting the next day from YouTube. Oh, from YouTube, right? So, it, long story short, you, it's you trial got an and idea, error. Bro. And here's five different ways to do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's trial and error. It really is. And I think once you get a working formula, then you can start to see your vision come together. But then we had the meeting the following day. They loved it because I think we had a lot of names involved. We had Chuck D of Public Enemy, oh. and we had. Guys from Tribe Called Quest oh. and all this shit accumulated, you know, diggable planets and shit like that. And so they were they were very kind to me. They were like, Mellow, we love it, but can you cut this shit down to about five minutes? You know what I mean? And, you know, and then we learned about an elevator pitch. And an elevator pitch is if you can't sell it in two minutes between the lobby and the 17th floor, you're not going to get it. Yep. And so it's important to keep your thing action-packed and moving quickly because the attention spans are very short. You are listening out there? Stop sending me bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> if you can't explain it in two minutes, nobody's going to buy it. You heard it from Melo Manes. 26 years in the business. Up and down. Up and down. Yeah. You see, that's hard work. You just can't show, email me stuff and go, Felipe, you fill in the rest. <laughs> I cannot write the funny. Spell check help. is good. Spell check yeah, is good. Also, man, don't email me and say, I have a great idea. Get at me. Yeah. Well, tell me, yeah. tell me it so I can steal it. <laughs> also, if you have a pitch idea for me, it's already written down. Like it's, you have like a script. I would suggest you copyright that shit before you Fast. give it to me. Yes, because if I read it, I'm gonna end up stealing it. Not not by accident, not by because I want to, because I know you're not serious. And and yep. you, you, don't, you don't have the legwork yep. to take it to the next level, <laughs> and that's the truth. Speedy that's a fact. Teach. And that's a fact of life, people. Teach. Don't send me stuff unless you want it to be taken from me. Actually, I won't take it because I'm not that guy. But if everyone, know, it, this is how it's usually like, not that. Funny. This is how ideas flow in Hollywood. This is, yep. some good advice I'm gonna give you one time. How do I come up with a? How, how do I get a TV deal? That's how you do it. You tell somebody in the business. He goes tell somebody, and that other person makes a million dollars. Exactly it. That's why, people, you need to go to uh, my webpage, FelipeWorld.com, and go through our Amazon page and buy stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yes, buy how to absolutely. sell the pitch. There yes. you go. Yeah, there's books yes. on it. 
And come to my show, goddammit. <laughs> what is your next show? You do, you do perform live? Yeah, absolutely, bro. I never stopped. You know what I mean? Like, we stayed active. Uh, my next show, it will be this weekend. I'll be in Chicago. Me and my son will be in Chicago fucking it up. Um, <laughs> Speaking of Chicago, I, I know a guy in Chicago that I work for uh, who I work all the time who said he saw you somewhere and then he booked you. And um, Mikey O. Mikey Okendo. Mikey O, man. And we know the same cool fucking motherfuckers. Good huh, ass bro. dude, man. Good dude, huh? Good Mikey ass dude. O. Mikey O, man. Yeah, we did the, I believe we did a, a comedy and music thing yes. over there. We did two shows, sold them both out in one night. Uh, it was a great time. It huh? was Joe's on Wheat Street. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I was just there and I was talking to him about, you know, he goes, you know who's my first guy I ever booked? He goes, I saw him at somewhere and I walked up to you. Oh, you were at a Puerto Rican festival or something. Cuban. Cuban, Cuban festival. Yeah. And, and, um, in, in um, Chicago, in the Chicago. South it crazy that day. Yeah, and too. he said, "Oh man, it was. I didn't, I didn't like the setup, man. I didn't like. I didn't like the way they brought him up. I didn't like the sound." And I said, "You know what? This place doesn't give you justice. I'm gonna bring you back." He sure did. And he hooked it up. He huh? hooked yeah. it up, dog. When he told me that story, I said, "Fuck yeah!" Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man. We did a comedy. It was. I think it. Um, it was a throwback. To uh, back in Chicago days when they used to cruise and listen to comedy or whatever it was, and he brought us in on that, and you know we killed it, huh? killed it. Two show, sold out shows same night. That's yeah. Mikey O. So you're gonna be in Chicago performing? Yeah, we'll be back in Chicago this weekend, and then uh, we got a really big show in December uh, with uh, Egyptian Lover. Oh, Egyptian Damn. Lover, baby. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah, you got to come out for ding, that, doggy, if you're, if you're ding, in town. Ding, 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 Egyptian lover. Uh, yeah, that's December 20, I'm sorry, December 26th at, We're there. in Wilmington. We're there with uh, rooms. And but Luna hold 13. on, I haven't even told you who's all going to be there. I don't care, you're going to be there. <laughs> I'm going to be right there, man, with you. Hell yeah, man. Uh, yeah, it's gonna be dope, man. We're gonna have Who a good time. Gonna be there, uh, we're looking at Trainer, Stevie B, Debbie Deb, Rapid Deb. Forte. Trainier. Look out, hell weekend, yeah, right? dog. Yeah. That's what's and, up. And Weebus? Where? Yeah, uh, at the uh, Long Shoreman Hall. Something like that. Yeah, <laughs> that's in your neck of the woods. <laughs> Debbie yeah? Deb, that's what's oh, up. Yeah, that's legit. Yeah. I worked with Trainer last year. We did. She was, I didn't work with her. She was there performing at the Blood Drive for the Sons of Anarchy cast. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. She's good people, man. And I, and I was showing Lisa the, the song. He goes, no, man, this is the jazz of the 90s. Because my, my wife, she's from Dayton, Ohio, right? And then she, when, when then she says she used to watch Roger and Zab walk around the streets in, like, in, in pimp suits. And this is Dayton, Ohio. Sure. And nobody yeah. was dressed like that. And then she goes, you saw Roger and Rap from Zab walking around the street, and you didn't take a fucking photo? And he goes, she goes, no, they were just, like, regular guys in Dayton. No, but they were the... West Coast uh, shit, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're originally from Dayton, Ohio, yeah. the whole family. So for her, she got pictures of those those times, man. That's classic. Nah, she just had the memories. Oh. oh. She was 15. That's your wife? Yeah. Oh. Producer, Lisa Esparza. Hell yeah. All right. I love to see the family feel. shit. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations. Congratulations. So what's up, Fool Street? What you got? What you got coming up? Uh, Nothing, dude. Fucking... Uh, McAllen in Brownsville with you, right? Oh, that show on Monday, though, bro. Oh, fucking awesome, fool. McAllen, Texas? Yeah, it was yeah. Fucking, um... You they know, got one airplane the, going in and out of there. You know that. Podcast <laughs> came out. Shout out to Elizabeth Kelly, Sean Conway, um, Julian Torres for coming out from the What's Up Fool podcast. Yeah, I got some tweets saying you were good. Yeah, man. And not, yeah, nobody funny. else. <laughs> <laughs> that's what he said about so McAllen, down, you know man. 
McAllen, bro, that 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 airport. The first time I went there, it was the fucking the the airline dates, like the flights, everything was written in fucking chalk. <laughs> yeah, it's like detention, eh? Yeah, for real. First and, time I went there, twenty five years ago. There was one plane in and out. You flew it. <laughs> it felt like a little kid was flying it from remote control. <laughs> from the bottom. The like, little ones are fun, dude. You had a bottle drone. <laughs> you feel the wind. So but a lot of love, though. You get a lot of love over there, man. Yeah, but you got a lot of, I know that's funny. Like talking to you, Baby Bash, and Corpus Christi. And I always tell people, like, he goes, my agent goes, where should we book you at? Anywhere where these guys were at. Melo Mayonnaise, <laughs> Kid Frost, um, Baby Bash, wherever they were, find a smaller theater and I'll go there. Yakima, right? That's smart. Yeah, like, I've been killing Yakima. Yakima. Like, Yakima, Washington. Washington, yes. They love this shit over there, wow. man. Wow. I bet you kill it like in um, Bronzeville. Boise? Bo- Boise. Boise. I was there one time. Hawaii. Yeah, Hawaii's always good. Where's like your, where, where were like your biggest market where you said, where like food came up to Melo Mayonnaise, you need to go to our house <laughs> and have dinner. <laughs> you need to come over to our house. We're going to fucking have a party. We'll kill a pig for you. San Jose. The, yeah. San, no, San Jose's always shown me love, and I always tell my son that. But I think that particular question, is, I would have to say Columbia. Missouri? No. Oh, the oh, country? Columbia, country? the country. Oh, Bogota, yeah. Medellin, Cali. That shit. I mean, we're playing, you know, 100,000-seat football stadiums there. Big, you know? bro. Yeah? yeah. Wow. Massive shit, though. You Massive understand, shit. like, American stuff is huge over there. But American with a little bit of Latino in it is even bigger. Big time. Escobar was there? Escobar wasn't there, but the melee and the shit was. Um, you know, I, I remember before one, one show... I, I was on shore on a tour with Air Supply. Damn. And they okay. blew up an army tank right in front of the stadium. So we figured, my, me and my sisters who were with me, Julio G, fuck, man, we came all this way. Now they're going to cancel the fucking show, man. And the promoter comes in. You're on in five minutes. The fuck? <laughs> they just blew up a fucking tank. Oh, don't worry about <laughs> it. Don't worry about yeah. it. Who's my enemy? This shit happens all the time. You're don't even now. trip. <laughs> the promoter said, this happens here all the time. That's nothing. Especially during those years where Escobar oh was ruling, God. so Damn, you yeah. go on the stage after just seeing a tank get blown up. Yes, no, I'm cool. <laughs> we, there's nowhere you can go. That's they why you're an you. entertainer, dog. And you better perform, worry, bro. Yeah. You better perform. Yeah, you better you perform. Understand. You're in a rap game, bro. You see people getting jumped outside on the way inside the club. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. They might have blew it up, but to them, it's recycling, dog. It's recycling. <laughs> you, I, you know what? I knew. Uh, at those times, I knew I was large when people were trying to secretly tape my conversations in cabs. Shut what? up, dog. In cabs. I've never lived. I've never seen this shit. Southgate can't prepare you for this shit. It's <laughs> 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 full, dog. That's a 710 education. Southgate Park is different, man. It's different. There you go. Yeah, the, the, what happened? Yeah, that was what good. Happened? That was good. Uh, we did uh, Summer Jam Power 106 with Boomer Cervantes. Ah, <laughs> the Boomer Cervantes. <laughs> Power 106. Still going. Still going. I had the nerve, like, you know, I was testing name. the waters. I was trying to see how many girls I can get. So ah, I, I get go out done. there after my show, and, you know, I don't know. 
Four, five hundred bitches. You know, girls, ladies. You know, what's that like, five, man? You know, five. Just give me you know, one, dog. I don't know. Give me ten. I almost got trampled to death that day. <laughs> Damn. That was amazing. Damn. Damn. <laughs> you just line them up. And what, what, you, 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 you know what happened was, I had a, you know, luckily I had a personal security guard at that time, and he. uh he jumped in the way and he said, run, fucker. You know? <laughs> and I was like, but wait, isn't that one of them? You know, I could take one back. You know? <laughs> wow. 500. You ready for that, little homie? We're going to have crabs on that beard, eh? <laughs> that was a Joe Deere said one time he fucking had crabs on his eyebrows, bro. That's <laughs> right. How thick were those eyebrows? <laughs> The fucking blue crab. Hey, shit. I remember one time, dude, like, I was worried about, you know, having a disease, and so was the comedic. <laughs> and we went to the, to get a sex test right here at Glendale. And we were getting our, our sexual transmitted disease test, right? And then, it was the first test, I got everything right. <laughs> Have you had slept with multiple persons? Yes. <laughs> Have you not wear a condom in the last six months? Yes. <laughs> I never got it all perfect before. Straight shining. Right? Put it on the fridge. And, uh, <laughs> um, and then, like, he gave me a sex test, right? And it was weird, like, because, like, the window was open. Like, there was a draft coming in from the outside. And he put one of my balls up and one under. And he pulled the skin back. And I'm thinking, man, I could have done all that for you. <laughs> you know? You know? And like, my hands are fucking warm. So, and then... So it comes in, and then we come back to our, we get our test, and then we get back our results. Chlamydia passed, you know, <laughs> negative. Um, what gonorrhea, negative. AIDS, negative. Pimp for life, fact. Anyway, so <laughs> nah, I didn't say that. But uh, same thing, chlamydia, negative. Gonorrhea, negative. Um, AIDS, negative. Um, what you do have a problem is you need to switch underwears. You're a big man. You shouldn't wear these weenie choker briefs. They're sucking your balls. You know, that's why you have that pain. You need to move over to boxers. So just tell them straight up, you're too fat for underwear. <laughs> you need to move over to fucking hefty, hefty, hefty. Damn. To big briefs. Oh, shit. That's How embarrassing is that, man? Yeah. Am I lying? No. <laughs> you know, it's funny, man. Like, you know. How people say that you know you're not ashamed to have stuff out there, you know. Yeah. I'm gonna just say, say a fact right now that's out there right now. New Year's Eve, 1999. This girl taped me on her on her took a camera phone of me putting my penis back like fucking Silence of the Lamb, and I was wearing her coat and I was going like this big guy little jacket, and I put my penis in the back of my balls and I hit it and I looked like a fat cute woman. And um, Gabriel has a copy of that. It's supposed to release it someday and expose me. Expose it, bro. Please. I'll probably get more hits. Yeah. <laughs> go viral, eh? I want to go viral, dog. That'll be my sex tape. Hell, yeah. <laughs> now anything is good. I know, man. Bad what's, shit is good. What's up, but yeah. right? You got some fucking fever blister photo hidden somewhere? Fever blister photo. Okay, cold sore, goddamn it. <laughs> Herpes. I'm just, I'm just watching you. Imagining 1999, you dancing, big guy, little jacket. It was her. She was big too, but her coat fit me and shit. 
I'm not, I'm not Melo Menis, bro. I don't got it. You like didn't that. have 500 chasing <laughs> I didn't have, I didn't mentiroso. I was a mentiroso. <laughs> Lying. Yeah, we hang out. Is that song about a, a certain girl? Or you just wrote it? It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's real. Yeah. You know, Does she work some things were, you South know, Street? names were changed to, to protect the guilty and <laughs> shit like that. I mean, I write about what I know. Of course. Who hurt you? Who hurt you? Damn. Who hurt you, mijo? Wow. I thought I was young. You don't give a shit. You're like, okay, well, call up Terry, you know. That's the problem, man. If you get cheated on when you're 20, you cry. Not me, man. I was a pimp. I was a pimp. If I lost one, man, I had three on deck. You know? I, I, I couldn't be like man I, 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 I couldn't be like that man like I got three on deck I'll be like wow but I lost the other one though oh, nah man Evo nah, Felipe was my, nah, was we're short a player oh, on the two man team you gotta remember at that time I'll, man you know I'm 20 you know he's Cuban and Southgate fuck Cuban and Southgate I had Everybody, a choice yeah, he's different I mean? Different. He doesn't look Mexican. He's not a Greaser or a rebel yet. That's funny. He was a player. You were this probably before you even rapped, huh? You were getting yeah. the ladies. Huh? Oh, yeah. I always had the ladies. Yeah, man. That was, I, was, <laughs> I used to run track. He was known to the ladies I was like what? a man ho. A man ho. You know. I used to just. You're a trendsetter. You know, every club. You know what I'm saying? Baby Mellow Man Ace probably just did shit in your club. You know what I mean? <laughs> Running from through. from Quiet Cannon to fucking whatever the QCs, Los QCs. <laughs> nah, that was later. Arena, Arena. Arena. Hey, though. fucker. <laughs> hey, hey. I said Friday, not Thursday <laughs> <laughs> or Sunday. Whatever day it That's was. For the nah, remember Fantasia and Florentine Gardens from back in the day? Well, I heard about it. I never got some to go there, man. Some of those seat cushions are still. You know, there was a Fantasia downtown too. <laughs> yeah, that's right. At the Bonaventure. Yeah. I used to stand outside, man, by, a, by Carl's Jr. on the side of Fantasia going, man, one day I'm going to go in there, then it closed. <laughs> <laughs> or fucking, oh, you want to get old school? Did you ever go fucking go fuck run at the, at the CSO in Boyle Heights? No, no. That was your no. shit, huh? Oh, Hanging out with TMC over there. <laughs> <laughs> or a fucking, um, Casa, no, Casa, that was... Casa that was, Camino Real. Casa Camino Real, that was on Oak Street. That was Oak, Oak Washington. Street, that's right. That one we did used to go to a lot. They used to do a lot of those K-Day jams back over there. Hell yeah. But that was before I was really just looking at females. You know, we were just trying to get in, trying to sneak in that motherfucker. radio Radiotron? No. Radio Mr. Jays and Almonte. Mr. Jays and Almonte. You go, there, you go there for the best powder. That's it. Skunkville, Skunkaville, Skunkaville, sure. man. Nothing but hot chicks with those shitty bangs. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was a good time. Mr. Yeah. J's the only place where you see a girl with six kids. They're all dirty, but her fucking tennis shoes are clean. They're white. <laughs> yeah. Straight up, straight yeah. up hood rap. Tales from the hood. Yeah, oh, man, those are some good times. <laughs> So what's up, fool? You got any more? You got, what's up, Beto Duran? Nothing, Where can man. people find your podcast? Uh, Living the Dream is on iTunes, SoundCloud, or DuranSports.com. Check it out. It's every Monday. Eventually, Felipe is going to be a guest. We, our schedules ever line up. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, every Monday. And check it out. And Rodrigo, congrats on the Laugh Factory. Oh, like I said, you, you were the only one that was funny, bro. according to my Twitter. Yeah, man. Uh, you know, we know who's there. 
All right, people. <laughs> tonight, tonight, Friday, November 20, I'm at Hauteville, California at Imperial Palms at Barbara Wirth Resort with Pablo Francisco. One man, one desire. <laughs> this summer, Pablo Francisco and Felipe Esparza with Marcela Arguello. Saturday, November 21, I'll be blowing up the whistle. I'll be blowing the whistle, man. Who am I writing out now? I'll be blowing the whistle. I'll be blowing the whistle for the LA Derby Dolls Roller Derby event in Alhambra. What? Go to derbydolls.com for details and ticket information. That's right, people. Ooh. Girls on skates fighting. I'll be there blowing the whistle. <laughs> <laughs> Next week, Thanksgiving weekend, I'm in Brownsville, Texas at Jacob Brown Auditorium, Friday, November 27. No guest spots, I told you guys. <laughs> <laughs> then I don't care how long you've been doing comedy, don't even show up. And ask for a guest spot. It's too late. <laughs> then I'm going to McAllen, Texas. No guest spots for that show. At McAllen <laughs> Civic Auditorium, Saturday, November 28. Me, Rodrigo Torres, and Keith Manning. Get off the field. Get off the field. field. Both shows. Also, if you're asking me for Corpus Christi, I won't be there, man, because the last time there, man, not only did the check bounce, the guy put the wrong date on it. <laughs> Damn. He, he fucking put, he, terrible, he put it for, put, that check was supposed to be for 2013. This guy put for 2014. This guy rolling up, I'm smoking a weed when I'm reading the, contra- reading the check. They didn't pay attention. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I was like, what happened, man? Did you see the, the date on the check? Yeah, man, but there was a big-ass nug on the date. Damn. <laughs> December 3rd to the 6th, I'll be at Tommy T's in Pleasanton. Tommy T's, your performer, Tommy T's, it's a steakhouse. I think Too Short was there, man. Up north, right? <laughs> yeah. That's a Whiteville If you own a small business, a barber shop, or somewhere that gets a lot of foot traffic, not somewhere where nobody sees a poster, um, <laughs> I, 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 I could promote yeah. your show and I'll give you free tickets or something. Fans at philippinworld.com. <laughs> or I might give you this Mellow Man Ace t-shirt right here. Because I'm keeping the other one. And we can uh, work out a few tickets deals there, man. Or Nothing like... It has to be something with a window, man. Like a window. Like a laundromat or something, you know. A storefront, you know. Or or if you guys know a homeless guy, give him a t-shirt. And tell him that I'm going to be there <laughs> December 3rd to the 6th. With Rodrigo Torres and Flacco, actually. Yeah, man. That fool, he don't want to fly. He's driving. And Larry Bubbles Brown. Mer, mer. <laughs> <coughs> What's up? Also, check out this week. Check out uh, Mellow Manage. He's going to be in Chicago with his son. Chi-town. Check him out. Chi Town. And um, these guys are sober, so don't try to offer them anything. Yeah. <laughs> you don't drink no more, right? I drink. Uh, that's about the only thing I got left. You smoking no weed other than that? I gave that up. I right, good, man. Hung it up. You? <laughs> he smokes. You do? All right. Yeah, got some. You know who Louis Thirteen is? That guy out of downtown LA. He hooks up all the musicians on Pearl 106. Louis no, Thirteen. He hooked you up? Yeah. Oh, shit. I, sorry, I lost it. Right. <laughs> What's up, fool? A big thank you, man. This has been the best podcast ever. <laughs> We're Hell number yeah. we're number one thirty three right now. Yeah. We're number one thirty three oh, on yeah. iTunes. Just the two of us, number three. That was good last week. Just the yeah, two of us. You, you don't need no guests. You think you we fucking need guests? Right? So we'll go to Rodrigo. So how was your weekend? It was good. 
<laughs> I mean, you know, turn like, around. You know, no, no. When, when you're talking to a conversation, it's supposed to be details. <laughs> <laughs> how can it be details? Like, how's your weekend? And then you turn around, dog. <laughs> Come on. Nobody's watching us, bro. It's not radio. <laughs> They're not seeing me turn around. Rodrigo Torres on the wheels of steel right here. Hell yeah, dog. Real quick, I wanted to ask you, Mel Manage, do you know anything about that beat between Cypress Hill and Ice Cube and what the fuck that shit was all about? Actually, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's been documented well on YouTube, but... Uh, a brief summary is Muggs, who is going to produce a joint for Ice Cube's Predator album or something, brings Cube to the studio. Uh, he plays him some of the new Cypress Hill shit, right? That unreleased yet. And I think in, in one of those songs, uh, Cypress had a song called Throw Your Set in the Air or something, right? Throw Ice your Cube, set in the air. Like he said, you, take, you send me shit, I might take your idea. Cube comes out with throw your neighborhood in the air. Oh, yeah, throw your neighborhood in the yeah. air. And then the beef ensued, you know. God Cyber, Cyber, damn. My niggas didn't like it, and, and they okay. wrote a song. And then Cube wrote a song. I saw my brother lean okay, heavy on Cube one day. So yeah. that, that it was a crazy time, you know, because they came up together uh, sort of like when Cube went solo. And, uh, you know, he, was, he can be seen in the How I Could Just Kill a Man video in New York when they shot that. So they were cool, you know what I mean, until that thing happened. Damn. But, uh, you know, it got ugly there for a minute, you know. Word is born, and thank you very much for doing what you did, dog. Seriously, <laughs> thank you. you laid down the motherfucking map for Latinos all over the world. Keep shining, dog. Thank you, bro. You too, man. Congratulations. Bro, that's what's happening here with Mellow Man Ace. We got Beto Duran, the manager, the kid, the girl on the side. Who the fuck knows? It's Silent Bob and Felipe Esparza. We're out. Keep fucking, keep fucking listening. Spread the word. What's up for Podcast 133? We're shining like a fucking ruby. Because I'm Jay Scandolfini, bro, promoting him in Chicago. Absolutely. Now we got Mellow Man Ace, his son. They're going to be over there in Chicago doing their fucking day. We want all the Cubans, all the Latinos, all the people from fucking Chi-Town to go watch his brother go over there and get down. Go in line, Langua, man. That no sir. Exactly. Let's find out. Get the fuck out of here. That's it. I'm done. What's I'm so done. fool? Man. Hell yeah, man. Hell yeah. I'm kind of nervous being in front of Mellow Man Ace on this podcast. Like, Why, dog? Because I don't, I don't want him to look at me and go, man, this motherfucker just ask you questions like every other DJ that <laughs> Like, yeah, man, so, man, you were on the, um, <laughs> so you're from the Latin movement. Movement. Latin movement. No, no, when people don't know shit, Latin they go like this. So you were part of the um, Latino underground right now. <laughs> wow. Empiezo a gozar con toda la raza en el micrófono Yo digo el cotorreo, soy el mejor y esto es lo que creo El apellido es reyes, no somos magos Somos los buenos, no podemos ser los malos Me gusta hablar, me gusta jugar Me gusta singar y me gusta cantar Pero si canto una canción, no va a ser suave Va a estar dura y esto tú lo sabes Yo soy el mejor debajo del Controlando el micrófono en español Si te levantas en la mañana y no estoy ahí Eso es porque ya me fui Pero si tienes hambre, cómete un mango Mira que apesta, tómate un baño Digo lo que digo y es de corazón Nadie me gana porque soy el más pingón yeah.
not the colors of you. I see them too, and boy, I like them. I like them. I like them. We wait to fly to partake in all this hate. We out here vibing. We vibing. We vibing. Alexa, play Ariana Grande. Okay. With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Get tens of millions of songs. Download the Amazon Music app today.